Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Nate. And I'm Mike. This is our second to last CAO Flavors episode, uh, but it's the last it's new last flavor regular. we'll be trying. Uh, and this is the Cherry this one Bomb. Smells fantastic. And it tasted fantastic when I was wetting it to cut. Man, is this going to be like uh, the new the new best thing, or is this going to be? Uh, is it going to be the sweet? new moon trance? We'll find out. So, quick recap: Moon Trance, as of last episode, was still number one, and uh, the Gold Honey was a, a number two choice. So, we'll see if this uh, Cherry Bomb can dethrone it. I'm gonna guess no. But I shouldn't prejudge. Yeah, the first uh, the first few puffs are very very interesting. Um, we'll we'll see. That definitely has a cherry flavor. <laughs> yes, yes, cherry flavor. I think the tobacco is better quality than the uh, gold honey. Just initially, initial thoughts. Yeah, I'm feeling the wrapper. It's still a little loose for my liking. But um, it's I, th- I still think it's better than the honey. Yeah. And the wrapper's uh, a little darker. Uh, yeah, nothing overly uh, overly offensive. The first few puffs, um, about a quarter inch in. Uh, nothing overly phenomenal, but uh, nothing overly offensive either. So we'll see how it turns out. No, it's it's got that uh, you know cherry tobacco flavor. And, but I actually taste it. Yes, um, I taste it too. This is um, the the uh, the most I've tasted the flavor uh, this early. I think uh, outside of maybe the moon trance, because uh, the moon trance is consistent throughout. But um, the other ones, even the honey, uh, took about halfway through the cigar to to get the honey flavor. Right. Well, that moon trance is lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yep. So. And I think now having smoked, uh, well, with this one, it will be all of them. Uh, I think it is fair to say the moon trance is is lightning in a bottle. But uh, we'll see how we feel at the end of this one to see if they captured it twice or if they uh, just came close. Yes. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, I thought we were going to talk about um, our solution to uh, the gun laws to prevent school shootings. Yes, that's what I thought we were going to talk about as well. Do you have a opinion about that? I do. Because I, I, I strongly dislike the narrative that is talked about in the media. I dislike uh, I the narrative agree with as any well. of the solutions that anybody nope. in the mainstream media has. Nope. Uh, Me either. At all. I don't think that prayer is effective. Uh, you don't think don't prayer think is effective? This, yeah, I don't think prayer is effective. <laughs> I I uh, I don't think doing nothing is the solution. I don't think banning firearms is the solution, right? Uh, yes. The the talk of extended magazines is is stupid because you can make them. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the people that conflate semi-automatic sporting rifles with assault rifles because of the plastics that are on them are stupid. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I just, I just, uh, there's no mainstream narrative that, uh, 
I agree with because most of the mainstream narrative is not informed about firearms. Yes. Uh, so do you uh, do you want my thoughts first, or do you want to give your thoughts first? Oh no, you go right ahead. Oh, I mean, I don't care either way. I just. Um, oh, I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, I think. I think mine is. Um, I think mine is more easy to implement than yours. I don't know though because I don't think we talked about it. So, uh, but here's here's my solution. Or my thoughts, I guess. Um, I, I, so let's, uh, up front, I read an article from, I don't know, it was a, a medical journal. And they were talking about, you know, mass shootings and mental health. And what they said was that uh, mass shootings, there's not enough, statistically speaking. I mean, like one is too many, right? But uh, for statistics and to be able to draw conclusions and the causation arguments, there's not enough of them uh, to directly link mental health issues with school shootings. So that so that's one. Two, this article also said to put that burden on therapists uh, was unreasonable. And for a lot of the same reasons we talked about last episode where having all teachers uh, carry firearms was unreasonable. You know, like that's not their, that's not their purview. That's not their... Their, their role. That's not their purpose, no. Yes. Um, and, the, and the thing that this article kind of concluded with, this, this medical journal um, uh, concluded with, was that the, uh, the uh, discord between uh, pro and anti-gun was maybe the real issue, uh, the real barrier to reaching a solution. So there's some people who, when you say gun control, they do the knee jerk, you can't take my guns. Or there's some people where they say, you know, gun control, and they say, we shouldn't have any guns. Um, but it's those extremes, those polar opposites uh, that are preventing, um, you know, logical and, and some kind of solution that actually works uh, or would work. Um, and so my thought was then, because reading this one about the uh, Texas shooting here, uh, he posted he said, uh, and it might have been a private message, but it doesn't matter. He was using some social media app, okay? And he said, I'm going to shoot my grandma. And then he shot his grandma in the face. And then he posted or messaged, I shot my grandma in the face. I'm going to go shoot up a school. And then he went and shot up a school, okay? Uh, and a lot of other school shooters have done similar things with social media or messaging. And... Um, if I were to, in my home, we've got a couple uh, Amazon units that, you know, play us music and, and control some smart bulbs and things. Uh, but if I'm sitting in my home and I say, hey, I'd really like a, uh, let's just say a Swedish made penis pump. All of a sudden, on my phone, every ad that I see is going to be for a Swedish made penis pump. Okay. Uh, it's just going to happen. All right. If I Google Swedish made penis pump even once, that's all I get for years is emails about Swedish made penis pumps. Uh, and I'm just picking something ridiculous. Okay. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not pro or against Swedish made penis pumps. Um, but that's just, that's just the nature of our consumer society is if you mention or search or express interest in any way, shape or form about something, you get all of these targeted ads. And I don't think anyone could sit here and dispute me like, yes, you can use a VPN and yes, you can use incognito mode and yes, you can, 
you know, hide your things. But the fact of the matter remains is if you post something on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or TikTok, it's all marketing for them, okay? They've got the algorithms. They just, it automatically happens in the background. They find your interests and they market to you, okay? So that's, that's number one. Number two is all of these shooters, um, or most of them, have used some form of social media or messaging. Okay, and I understand that uh, Apple has end-to-end -end encryption on their on their text messages, and WhatsApp has end-to-end -end encryption, and a lot of these places use end-to-end -end encryption. But the end-to-end -end encryption doesn't stop them from marketing to you based on things that you might be interested in. So there's nothing to say that these companies couldn't put an algorithm in place that says. If a user says they just shot somebody, uh, flag it, report it, have some human look at it within 45 seconds, within a minute, within five minutes. You know these places have call centers. They've got tech help desks that are 24-7. They've got these people. They've got the staff. Okay, They've got the data. That's all they do. Social media platform, they don't care about social media at all. They care about data aggregation. They care about data collection. They care about... Uh, algorithms to sell more shit to you. Um, there's no reason they couldn't put those algorithms to good use. There's no reason somebody sh should be able to shoot their grandmother and then two hours later shoot up a school. There's no reason. That shit should have been reported instantly. That should have been instant report. Um, that, that's my thought. That's my initial thought. Is It's not I so much... I don't like the big brother aspect of that. Uh, I don't like it either, but it's already happening is the point. Oh, it's, it's, it is definitely already happening. Uh, you know, Target knows that your daughter is pregnant before you do. Yes. As they say. Even yeah. even back uh, in the day before social media was as big as it is, Target was tracking. Yes. Uh, and apparently Eve, Evie has big thoughts on this. Yes, she does. <laughs> uh, I'm not, you know what? I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's right at all. I'm just saying that they already use it for marketing, for consumerism. And if they wanted in any way, shape, or form to make a positive, like why would we keep your data to sell you more shit? Uh, maybe saving the lives of children would be a good, like, but we've also saved the lives of kids. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not saying that's like the ideal or that's what it should be, but you know what? We have all this data. That's all every company ever does. Um, you know, any, any raffle you enter in a mall, they take that data and they sell it. They sell it. They sell your data. Uh, even the paper form that you fill out in a mall to win a, a win a Hummer or to win a motorcycle. Um, that's all sold. These companies oh, already absolutely. do it. Anytime they collect you sign data. paperwork, they collect your data. Yeah. Uh, and no matter and what. I, ideally, would I rather have you know personal responsibility and uh, training and licensing and, and other things? Yes, of course. Um but to get the instant, most instantaneous change, just put an algorithm. Is this person going to shoot up a school? You know, I mean, I know the logic will be different than that, but if you can tell when somebody's pregnant before they know it or before their family knows it, you can tell when somebody's going to shoot up a school. Like, humans aren't that complicated. I'm sorry. Um, well, I agree you can with tell. that statement. You can tell. Um, so, I, I, you know. If you want to come after guns, come after guns. But you know what? Guns don't know. They don't know that their owner is going to do something terrible with them. They don't know somebody's going to steal them and do something terrible with them. 
Uh, but these big corporations and these media giants, they know everything. Uh, they know a lot more than you think they know. They know a lot more than you would ever want to think that they know. So that's my um, fix it within like a week <laughs> uh, solution. Is it ideal? No. Uh, but it doesn't change any gun laws. It doesn't change what you can or can't buy. It just, you know, if you're going to be an absolute idiot and post that you shot your grandmother and then that you're going to go shoot up a school, it's going to stop you, uh, you know. And I don't think these people do it for reasons other than they want to be famous. They want to be the famous person that shot up something. And that's what algorithms, 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 algorithms. Um, that's a Midwestern uh, conundrum right there. But uh, that's what those will tell you, is if they want to do it for real, if they want to do it for fame, uh, if they're part of these uh, neo-Nazi groups online and they post about shooting up somebody, maybe take that seriously. Maybe report that right away. Um, there's already laws uh, that are constitutionally allowable for speech. If you uh, give a credible threat to somebody's life, guess what? That's not protected by the First Amendment. So I don't see how this is kind of out of the purview of that. This is this is very, very well within the realm of things that are already legally acceptable uh, within America. Uh, well, I guess that goes into free speech laws and what we think uh, social media companies are, but well, I truly you know, think that these companies are violating the spirit of the First Amendment. Uh, I think know, they are too, but they're but the, but the point is they're doing it, and they've got all this data, and nobody can stop them. And the government doesn't they want could to stop if they them. They wanted to, you know, the government could if the government wanted to. No, because no they're on the they're on the payroll. They're, they're on the payroll. Right, right. You know. The corporations and the government are definitely acting for the benefit of both. Yes, and that's uh, and you know what, and I and I will acknowledge this because uh, my solution may feel like kind of a cheat, um, but I was just trying to look at our country as it is today and things that are already currently happening, and what's the quickest and easiest way to stop this from happening? Social media knows everything. The phone companies, you know, Verizon, uh, T-Mobile, AT&T, Sprint, they have all your data. Um, they can flag certain things. Even if it's end-to-end -end encrypted, they can flag certain things. They already do it for, for child pornography, um, and that's acceptable. Hey, we're going to stop child pornography by if you send an underage picture to somebody else, you're flagged and you're reported to the FBI. They already See, do I'm this. I'm going to say something controversial. I don't think that they should be monitoring your private messages at all uh, unless they get a warrant. Unless the government gets a warrant, I don't think that they should be monitoring. And I don't disagree uh, with not that. Not actively monitoring. And There's I am not a, and, coming out as pro-child yeah. pornography or whatever. No, and, and, I, and, I'm not, and that's not how I took that. And you know what? I'm also not, I'm also not coming out as pro uh plotting to commit crimes of any of any kind no 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 no, no. Um, uh, but I do want to I do want to clarify that um, you know in my ideal world yes if Verizon wants to read my text messages uh, they will serve me with a warrant and then they will you know act in accordance to the warrant 
And if they're looking for school shooting things and they find child pornography things, those child pornography things would not be admissible in a court of law because that's not what the warrant specified. Okay? And that's how warrants typically work is they have to specify exactly what it is they're looking for. And if they find something else, they can't just go back and say, well, we happened to find this. So now we're going to do a warrant for this. Um, You know, and so I'm very much for that. Uh, but it's just there has been so much with these school shooters using social media to post her message. Um, and they already do it for child pornography, and I'm not saying that that's, that, that, that makes it okay. But if, you know, and, and, and we talked about this too, the government doesn't have a morality. They're to act in the best interest no. of the citizens, uh, regardless, irregardless of morality. And if they've deemed that monitoring messages for child pornography is best for the citizenship and not necessarily for morality and not for the intent of the Constitution and all of that, there's no reason to say monitoring for school shooting activity uh, wouldn't also fit under that same thing. Uh, Would I rather there be a different solution to this? Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Um, But... Any of us that are of our age or younger, I hope, I think, um, know that anything that you post or message through, like Facebook, for example, it could be um, could be Twitter, it could be Instagram, it could be WhatsApp, it could be uh, TikTok, whatever, whatever platform you're using, even Truth Network or whatever uh, Trump has, you have to understand that it's not fully private it is for them to monetize somehow some way whether that's through promoting it and making it a featured post or if it's through harvesting your data and serving you ads that you will then click on you know i mean that's i mean they're they're businesses for business reasons they're not they're not in it for the greater good um but there's no reason they couldn't be in it for the greater good too right um, not that that's ideal and, and I get what you're saying and it makes complete sense. And you know, even I'm sitting here and I'm like, why would I ever advocate for that? But it's already happening. I can't change that. There's nothing I can ever do to say, Hey, if I look up a penis pump, don't give me more ads about penis pumps. Like I don't want it. Uh, there's just no way <clears throat> right. around if it. Somebody is listening know. to this out loud at their home and they have an Alexa device, they will probably get advertisements for Swedish penis pumps. I hope so. It's, it's, I have a, a, it's I have, a potential. It's a potential. I think I think Alexa has some algorithm because a lot of TV shows use it too, and I've never had my Alexa like get triggered by a TV show. So I think there's some sort of algorithm where it somehow knows. Um, I don't know how well, it works. I'm very difficult to advertise to because I will get the advertisement that is actually, they want you to choose what the advertisement is. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. that before? Mm-mm. And uh, I get those a lot. A lot. They don't know what to do because I'm not buying products that are paying for advertising. You know? Yeah. Uh, Storm Bowling is not paying for advertising on YouTube TV. Right? They're just not. <laughs> yeah. And if they are, it's during a bowling program. Uh, yeah. And then it's easy. But you know uh, what else is YouTube is taking that data and they're probably soliciting if they get enough, 
people that fit your profile, they might go and solicit Storm Bowling to sponsor an advertisement. They might say, we have X number of listeners or viewers that we think would, you know, convert convert your ad to money in your pocket. So, sure. I mean, there's there's that I, too. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying like it is a crazy, right. insane amount of data that these companies have. That's, that's the I only thing I'm saying. I haven't seen a bowling... Uh, this is just, I know this is a total aside. I've seen b- Bolero and uh, like Bolt, like Kegel, like the big companies that own bowling centers advertised in the last decade. Yeah. But I have not legitimately seen a bowling ball company advertise in the last decade. I think that a lot of it is so performance driven now uh, that. Uh, there's so much intensive research that they know they already have their market. You know what I mean? Like they don't need to advertise uh, so much as inform their customer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But even, um, even YouTube with as much money as they make, they still have to find new advertisers. Um, That's true. You know, and I'm not saying they're, they're actually going out and soliciting these bowling ball companies, but, they have their own algorithms based on what people watch. And I'm sure they take all of this data. And you know what they do? They ship it over to their sales department. And their sales department has all these cold calls then that they have to do. And they say, hey, look, we've got X number of viewers that are watching this or they're doing this. And we think that fits with your industry. We think that fits with your product. And they're going out right. and trying to buy, find more advertisers. So, you know, I mean, oh, I'm just saying that, that these people are collecting all this data anyway. We get North Dakota... On our television, we get North Dakota ads all the time. Yeah. Uh, and because I bought my TV in North Dakota, I think. And they think that maybe I'm from North Dakota or I live in North Dakota. Possibly. Like I know that it'll reset to North Dakota, my location, you know, when, when they do the geolocation. Oh, yeah. And I don't know well, why see, and so that's, in North Dakota. Well, and that's like spyware that they put baked into the TV. You know what I mean? Like they right. pre-programmed oh, yes. that. Um, and so it's like that happens at, at all levels. Every everything you ever possibly buy, if it's got a computer chip in it, it's got a default something or something, so they know where it was sold. Oh, they yeah. know, you and know, I your general home region. Either ever, I get Toyota, Honda, Ford, and Chevy ads, and I never get Dodge advertisements. But I talk so much shit about Dodge. I, they, they're listening. I know they're listening. They have to. I mean, that's the whole point. I know they are. Is like even if it's illegal, they're still doing it, and there's no way to prove it, really. And right. there's and you know if you say, hey, I think you're listening to me, you know what they would say? Well, you're just paranoid. Um, but they no, could they, use they, that. But there's they're they uploading use data that. packets from your cell phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, you can like you know what if you're technologically advanced enough, you can prove it. I'm not saying you can't prove right. it. I, I, I really like. I'm just saying, like you know, uh, I'm tech. I'm technologically savvy, and I just I don't have the energy or effort to try and prove it. One, and then to try and like two, take it to court and and pay lawyers for hours upon hours upon hours. Like I don't have the same money that these tech companies have. Like it's just not reasonable. It's not feasible for one single person. To come in and say, "Hey, you're you're stealing my data. It's illegal. Don't do it. Uh, it's just not going to happen." Um, Anybody with know the resources this. to do that uh, would be co-opted yeah. into the organization. Yes, right? of course. And uh, but you know the point is they're doing it anyway. 
and they're doing it for evil for most 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 parts, uh, except for child pornography, and and maybe uh, some human trafficking. But there's no reason then that they couldn't just say, you know what, we're terrible companies, and really the only thing we have going for us is we caught like one child pornographer. What if we turned on an algorithm for school shooting, and we could bring that to our to our board or to the media and say, look, we've we've saved, you know. All of these, we've stopped all, we've thwarted all of these school shooters. Uh, and that's not to say that they would get the same punishment they would if, as if they actually had shot up a school, but maybe they would get help and maybe they would get treatment and maybe they would get what they needed to not shoot up a school. And sure. maybe they wouldn't, you know. within like certain ideological boundaries, you know, like the right libertarian yeah. groups would probably be more okay with that than something like my solution well let's talk about your solution i just wanted to say part of the population yeah Mm -hmm. i mean i just wanted to figure out something like quick and easy and something that's already happening and you just like you you make a few like keystrokes and then boom you've got an algorithm for school shooters and then you report those people the same way you do with child pornographers um right and, and then that's easy it's done it's done it's taken care of um, because most of these people have have interfaced with social media in a way, shape, or form to tell people what they were doing. They're, they've been radicalized by these, these groups. Um, oh, there is definitely... There's always going to be little signals, you know, <laughs> as they say, that something's not quite right. <laughs> uh, so right before oh. we get into your solution, which will be part you know, the second half of this episode. I think I'm about halfway done with this. I am and, over halfway done. Okay. I, you know, I, I really I'm, liked it. I, you know what? I've liked oh. it too. Uh, I think I still prefer the moon trance, uh, but I definitely yes. think this, I think this dethrones the uh, gold honey. This has got to be the, this has to be their number two. About halfway through the cherry flavor has, left like that sweet uh, what do we call it? syrupy flavor is yeah the, the uh the maraschino now it's like sweet yeah like it's very yeah. sweet yep and there's like a very slight cherry undertone the first yes. half was a very strong cherry flavor so far i don't um, know i think the first half was better so far but we'll see how it goes i'm i'm on the second half and i like it still but the cherry is uh, calm down a lot. Yeah. And it's very sweet, though. And that's what I want out of a flavored cigar anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of a sweet, smooth experience. Um, so, but yeah, so far, this is definitely second best. Yeah, that's our midpoint check. Uh, and now we're going to hear Mike's controversial solution to school shootings. Sure. Uh, so um, if you're just if you're just tuning in, oh, wait, this isn't live radio. Uh, but if you're just tuning in, <laughs> welcome. You're about to hear some shit. Yes. Uh, this idea I've only heard floated around in the mainstream media in the last couple of weeks by Bill Burr, who's a, a fucking comedian. Yeah. And there's been some people who have addressed his comments. But this is an idea that has been around in gun circles uh, since I've been in gun circles. Is that um, like a drum circle? Yeah, kind of, right? Uh, <laughs> there was actually uh, 
a guy that was a big time uh, U.S. Pistol Shooting Association guy who uh, really turned me on to this idea because uh, I shot in the U.S. Pistol Shooting Association leagues uh, for a little while. I'm not like a huge uh, person in it or whatever. I'm not. I'm not involved anymore. But I, I, I've done it. Yeah. And uh, we basically need to get gun rights groups and gun rights groups adjacent uh, all together with some of the um, shooter at or victim advocacy groups. And we need to draft comprehensive legislation that would create a logical licensing system for firearms. And uh, I'm talking... The reason why I say we need we need to have the U.S. Pistol Shooting Association and the NRA and Ducks Unlimited. Uh, well, I think and, you're confusing uh, you're confusing the NRA with a guns right advocacy group because well, that's not what they are. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not a member of the NRA. I heavily criticize their decision making, but it, it, there's what is the U.S. Gun blah blah blah. There's another gun rights organization that's a lot more legitimate. Yeah, I can't remember yep, what their name yep. is off the top. Uh, U.S. gun owners, I um, think, is what it's called. U.S. gun owners, yeah, yeah, uh, and pheasants forever, and you know, stuff like that. And then you need to get like whoever the hell the organization is who wants to ban guns together, and you got to have a a licensing system generated by people who actually know firearms. You know, we, we need knowledgeable people to be doing it. Otherwise, it just won't. It won't function. Yeah, you um, can't be showing people here's here's my ten twenty two Ruger and having them say, "Well, that's an AR 15 <laughs> That's right, Steve Crowder, right? That fucking guy. Uh, I actually like that video. I, I think it's a little <laughs> cruel, but I do. It, it points out to people that they're they're dumb. But uh, like, and I I, I mean like an advanced licensing system, kind of like uh, Minnesota. You have to have an endorsement for everything. If you want to have, you know, I have a driver's license, you have a driver's license. If I want to run a four-wheeler on a public trail, I need a four-wheeler endorsement. So I have to do the class and it's all online and I just write the test and it's not in person for it, or you know, and you just do it because it's well, not that dangerous. Um, you know what? Uh, let's you compare want to apples to apples. It's the same thing. Sure. Yeah. Let's compare apples to apples. Let's let's like uh, cut through the shit here, and just say, if I want to buy a gun, I can go buy a gun at um, right. at, at twelve. Okay. No, you can be eighteen to buy a gun. Oh, at twelve in, in you, can, you can hunt. Okay. In Minnesota, you can so, hunt at, at twelve. Well, actually, you can hunt at eight. Okay. Well, let's just like let's just call it twelve, just for the for the sake of it. Um. But if my if my dad wants to buy me a gun at age twelve, uh, he can. Um, you know, I guess like legally, technically, it would be his gun. Um, yes. But if I want to go hunting, right? So I can have a gun. I can shoot guns at any age, really. Um, the government's not not checking. They're not they're not saying, hey, uh, you're buying a youth shotgun. Uh, is that for you or is that for your son? Like the, this, the gun store doesn't care. They don't ask. They don't ask that question. You go buy a youth gun. They're like, hey, you want a youth gun? Great. We don't care. Uh, but if I want to go hunting at 12, what do I have to do? I have to sit through a class, and then I have to take a test, and then I have to get licensed yes. to go hunting. Um, yes. If I want to go if I want to go fishing, you literally take a string, 
Tie a hook on the end and put a bait on the end of that hook. I, I need a license for that. If I want to go bang somebody and have unprotected sex and create children, I don't have a I don't have to have a license for that. Um, if I want to drive a car right. or a vehicle, I need to have a license for that. If I want to drink beer, um, I don't really technically need a license for that. I just need proof of age. Uh, but then to drive a car well intoxicated, I don't need a license for that either. Um, so I'm just I'm just right. I'm, I'm I'm not trying to you know whatever. I'm just pointing out the inconsistencies of of some of these things where people say, well, we can't have a license for guns. Uh, the only reason we have a license for, for driving automobiles is because the Constitution didn't explicitly state uh, the right of the people to drive shall not be infringed. Uh, but you know and what? We have, you know we what? have endorsements. Like you have a tanker endorsement. You have yeah. A, a bus endorsement. You have air brake endorsement. You have a manual transmission endorsement. You have what? layers. You have a manual transmission endorsement? endorsement? I drive if manual you, yep, if, and I don't. I don't have, you have a class D license. If you have a class B or a class A or a class C license, you have oh, to have a manual an transmission endorsement. Okay. Right? So your class C license allows you to drive certain uh, weighted vehicles and then B yeah. is even heavier. And then A is with the trailer over a certain weight. And there's okay. all sorts of restrictions. Uh, I'm just going to, uh, you know what? I'm going to go out ahead and say that I'm against driver's licenses. <laughs> Just like, just, okay, just based on, just, well, let's just say based on principle, based on legal principle, because all rights and privileges not outlined in the constitution revert to the state and the individual. And I don't, you know, I don't think state has different rules for the driver's licenses too. Well, and that's true. The driver's licensing system is is a state, um, is a state thing. Yeah. But every state has it. So that makes it federal. Because, uh, because how the how the federal government gets around it is they'll withhold federal funding if you don't do certain things as a state, and that's how they ensure sure. compliance with a lot of these things. Uh, but I don't oh, want to. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. Yeah, and I don't want to distract from your your point. I want to hear your solution. I just wanted to right. so, um, anyway, kind of yes. do the counterpoint of licensing and the and the crazy things that we need to have licenses for versus. Oh, we, you need to have a versus guns. voting license. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't think you and I do because we're old enough. But people under a certain age have to have a license to drive a boat on the water. Okay. Oh, right. and, and, and wait. I and mean, so, how about really? this? How about this? How about this? <laughs> you can drive a boat with an open beer in your hand and clearly intoxicated, and nobody's going to give you a DUI. Yeah, but there is such a thing as a BUI, which is a boating under the influence. There is, but it's way it's it's way more relaxed. <laughs> Like it's way more yeah. relaxed oh, yeah. than a DUI. Like you could be oh, driving around all with it is a beer. Is a fine. They take you to jail. You pay your fine, and then you. Yeah. 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 He got two uh, of them in the one weekend. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, there's you know, a lot of inconsistencies in the licensing thing. Uh, there's a lot of weird things that we are currently needing to be licensed for that everybody takes for granted. Like nobody's out there petitioning, like I shouldn't need a license to fish. Nobody's doing that. There's right. no petition for that. Um, is it ridiculous? Yes. You know, do we should we have to have a license to fish? I, I don't know. Um, uh, well, it depends on the state you're in because, uh, like, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota have massive DNR slash game and fish departments, and they need revenue, and their major revenue sources through licensing. Mm-hmm. And they use that revenue 
to support the fish population and do research and they're using the money um, I thought they used the way. money to go and bust people on the lake. <laughs> that's banned now. Did you know that? No, in I Minnesota, didn't. that's illegal. Okay, yeah, they can't well, do that good. anymore. Well, yeah. Huzzah. So for people who don't know, um, DNR, which is the Game and Fish people here, Department they of used Natural to be Resources, super cops. yes, and they could break into your house to find and out che- and check your fridge game. or freezer. Yeah. Yes, but they, so they used to break into ice houses that were out on the ice, or fish houses out on the ice, and ransack people's ransack people's fish houses when they weren't there. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, and they could technically give you a DUI or a drinking underage, or uh, they never harassed us with that when we were when I was younger. Yeah, when you were uh, twenty-one. Yeah, when I was yeah when I was drinking, of course I was twenty one. But uh, um, but let's hear your controversial. Anyway, so the controversial thing is that uh, we need to have a licensing system, and we need to fundamentally, as a society, accept. Well, the gun people or people who know about guns, uh, like myself, I would consider myself an enthusiast. I fundamentally see different types of firearms as being uh, different. Uh, I think that a muzzle loader, a uh, traditional muzzle loader, should be able to be purchased by anybody at any age, uh, regardless of their background or anything like that. And yeah, right now, that's like the uh, worst way ever to shoot somebody. It is, yeah, it or is. anything. Uh, you know, like it's a right. terrible. It's terrible. Um, sure, and I, I think that you know you should have a series of trainings and licensures and background checks. And yeah. your background check should be like every two years, let's say. Well, and, and I think even for a muzzle loader, that style of firearm. Even for a muzzle loader, I mean, if we're talking licensing, we should have just a basic gun handling license, where it's like, don't point a loaded sure. gun at something you don't a want to hit. Basic gun handling license you know. that anybody can get, and it's an online course. Yeah, and there's no, no age requirement. Involved. No age requirement. Just like yeah, no you age requirement. Like you if, passed if you're it. A, a fucking felon. You can go out and buy a muzzle loader. Yeah, um, I think that nonviolent felons should be able to own single action uh, rifles and shotguns. Also, yeah, why not? I happen to think so. Uh, that way they can hunt. Right, hunting rights is a big issue. And yep. uh, in my world, they can hunt. Um, you know what? For a home invasion, you need one shot. Right. Yeah, I mean a single shot. Is more than sufficient for most people, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, and I think that it should you be if you know what you're doing. Person. Right. You should be able to take an online class and pay your little fee for your background check, and you have the license. And so the way they'll and so on and so forth. And I think they should break up pistols from long guns, and I think they should break up repeaters uh, that are manually operated versus semi-automatic firearms that. Uh, reload the chamber on their own or through the action of the firearm then there's all that is details that could be banged out in deliberation through the process yeah we'll let and, everybody else figure it out right the but you have to is, have the general gun safety first and then yes you would have you a, know. well you would have a series you'd have to have break action shotgun training and licensure before you can go to pump action shotgun or, yeah, you know, I mean that makes sense. Rifle. Like you should, you should have an understanding right. of everything. Um, 
Yes, and I don't think they should break up rifles from shotguns, but I do think pistols are their own thing. Oh, yeah, Any kind definitely. of pistol, whether single shot or not, is a totally different well, and, beast. And, um, and they're totally different. Yeah, single shot revolver or semi-auto pistol, it's way, way different because the barrel is so much shorter. Um, a sing- oh, a single action sh- uh, revolver is a lot different of a gun than a semi-automatic pistol. You know? Oh, yeah. And a, a, a single, how about a single action revolver that has a breech load uh, black powder? I mean, they still make percussion capped, you know, breech load uh, black powder pistols that you could, by the way, you don't even need a background check right now. You can just go fucking buy them. Like you can go to the to a, your local sporting goods store and pick it off the rack. I mean, they're not under a case or anything. Yeah, but, but they're a pain in the totally, ass. You know, everything, yeah. Everything is every type of firearm is different. You should have different trainings and different um, a, a different level of background check, right? Different things should be acceptable. I I don't think that people who are convicted felons should be owning semi-automatic firearms, but I do nope. think they should be able to own a break action rifle uh, that shoots one or two shots. Why not? I mean, well, not, non-violent, uh, non-violent. <laughs> Nonviolent, yeah, nonviolent. You know, we're not talking about spousal abuse abusers. No, I'm not talking um, about convicted rapists. I don't think convicted yeah. rapists should be getting out of jail pretty much anyway. But uh, no, that's a separate nope. issue. But that'll be a different anyway, episode. So the whole point, in my mind, of the licensing system is that you have to renew your license every two years. Let's say during that renewal process, they do the background check that is equivalent or necessary for your level of licensure. And then when you buy a, a firearm, you show the license. There is no background check at the point of sale. The background check yeah. is done with the license. That way yep. you get rid of any quote-unquote gun show loophole. You get rid of any of that at all. You get rid of all of it. You take that responsibility off of the shop owners, right? So it's a win for small business, uh, and it's a win for safety because you have to have a valid license. Uh, they actually, at the liquor store, they scan the back of my driver's license now to make sure I don't have any provisions, you know, that say I can't be served alcohol. Absolutely. And it takes my uh, uh, date of birth into account. And there's no reason you couldn't have the same thing on gun licenses. And it will show the owner the single scan of the barcode, uh, which licenses you have. I'm sorry, you want to buy a semi-auto pistol. You only have semi-auto uh, rifle or long gun certif- certification. You can't buy this pistol. Go take sure. your class and come back. And it's also a revenue stream because the police could, let's say in a certain area of the country, they have issues with illegal firearm sales. The police can go undercover and catch these guys and throw them in prison because it should be a felony to sell somebody a firearm they're not legally allowed to have. You know, that's the only way you can do it that goes with your licensure system. If you are selling something that they're not supposed to buy, it needs to be a serious crime. Yeah, but what if you're in the black market and you're selling to criminals anyway? I mean, that, but that's the whole, that's that whole counter argument of people like, well, you can make more gun laws, but criminals are going to get guns anyway. That's where... Um, Which is true. When, when the police go to these people's homes uh, for other offenses and they find firearms and they see that they don't have a firearm certificate for those firearms... They can now charge them with a felony and put them in prison because they are in possession. Yeah, but of a is that admissible that in a court of law based on the warrant you wanted with the big data? 
Maybe, maybe right? not, right? Maybe, maybe not. So, But at least you're getting the guns off the street, and you're now you have a target on that person. Well, and you're making it you're making it very easy uh, for people to comply with the law because it's all online stuff, right? It's all online training. You take a little quiz, and then you've got your certificate. You've already done the background check, because that's part of the licensing. Um, so you don't have to and wait time. Already firearms owners. Uh, I already have to pass a background check to buy a firearm. Yep. I'm pretty sure that I can pass the training. Right. It's not like the training is a one and done. You can reapply or whatever. And during that background check, they can maybe do some psychological testing, which is questionable. I understand that. It's questionable. Um, questionable. And you can beat a you can beat a psych test online. Um, I think, though, here's my only gripe with your plan is every two years is too frequent, I think. I think it should be the same as the concealed carry, which is, I think, five years in most states. Sure. Um, um, but you know what? You I, know I what? That's, some... that's a small little uh, little complaint. <laughs> small okay? difference of opinion. And if you, have, if you have the gun advocacy groups and you have the anti-gun advocacy groups working together to come up with something reasonable to say, actually, hey... Um, you know, uh, you know, it's more dangerous than gun violence, driving an automobile. Let's come up with something that makes sense for the realities of gun violence. And let's try and curb them in a reasonable way that everybody will accept as, as reasonable. Um, you know, because it's not going to be, and that's the whole thing of that article that I read, is the dichotomy, the, the difference between the pro-gun and the anti-gun. It's so huge, and people are so triggered emotionally one way or the other. And if they could come and put their stuff aside, like you said, and work together and say, what actually makes sense here? Um, what actually makes sense? Well, and You, you, know, you could come up with some really good, really good solutions that almost everybody would be happy with. I hear city liberals say often, especially on television, which is only on television, right? That we need to ban firearms and nobody needs this and that. And those people are just not taking into account that realistically, and I know that we've talked about it before, even on this program, America is an empire. And there's massive differences between one area and a different area of a state and even more differences between one state and another state. You know, yeah. if I were to go fishing in, uh, let's say, Florida, I would carry some sort of kit gun to shoot snakes that were trying to get into my boat. They don't need to carry or have a gun at their house to shoot wolves like I do, right? Or a bear, which we had one in the yard last night, right? So... I didn't shoot it, but we had it in the yard last night. They yes. don't have to worry about that problem because they don't have that animal, and I don't need to worry about snakes. Well, and ball. and uh, let's <laughs> let's go to the other um, the other because you're you're an average citizen, and I'm an average citizen. But right. farmers get their own hunting seasons on animals that are destructive to their crops. Okay, Absolutely. and they can and they can sell or give away these licenses to avid hunters. Uh, to come in and clear out these, you know, quote-unquote pests 
that are destroying their crops or their livestock or whatever. And so that's already as an acceptable governmental acceptable, um, you know, hunting use or firearm use or trapping use. Absolutely. But that's already an accepted use. So, you know, yes, that's uh, and that's just and that's just to prove that that people that don't shoot up schools need guns to protect their livelihood. And it's not necessarily from the government or from Russia or from, you know, invading forces or criminals or whatever. It could just be uh, the deer eat all my corn and I sell corn to live. I can't provide for my family if these deer are allowed to eat my corn. Absolutely. And uh, more to the point, people say nobody needs an AR-15. But if you go, let's say, out west where they have huge cattle ranches, those guys mostly carry AR-15s to shoot things like mountain lions because the ammo is cheap, they're relatively accurate, and they shoot long enough distances for them to shoot uh, mountain lions that are trying to harass their cattle. Yeah, and it's not an overly Here, expensive uh, gun model, gun frame. Right. Um, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a perfectly efficient uh, thing. Uh, I have a neighbor here. He shoots on average two to three wolves a year. Uh, because he raises longhorn cattle and the wolves, when they start to get hungry, they start looking at his cattle and he shoots them in the middle of the day and he turns them over to the DNR and it's perfectly legal. He's not illegally shooting them. Um, and that's just the way it is, you know. Uh, you know, my uncle shot a bear on his porch the other year. Well, if you had a bear on your porch and you're 66 or 65, you're going to shoot the fucker because you don't want it. You don't want it breaking through your into your house. <laughs> you know? But just, if you have if you have pets or dogs or cats or, or anything, like you don't want oh, it sure. to come after them. Um, his neighbor is his uh, son and his he's got grandchildren around. You don't want that. Yeah. You know? For him specifically, but yeah. these these people who say that we don't need firearms to protect ourselves are living in a fantasy. Yeah, they don't live in the same places that we live in. No. Um, and you I, know, because honestly, I want protection from people from Minneapolis too, because, and I know this is well that cuts me deep. It's semi controversial, but uh, like the meth heads will break into people's barns and steal their shit. Yeah, but they're not from, from Minneapolis. They're just they're not from Minneapolis. There. But if we didn't have firearms out here, you know, goddamn well those gangs from Minneapolis would come up here and start ransacking houses. I mean, you know that if they just had a massive firearm grab, you know that they would do that. They would do it in Minneapolis. You know? Yeah, but... Uh, they already kind of do. The firearm grabs have been wildly, uh, wildly uh, inefficient. Oh, it would it would never happen. You know, you and, know I mean? uh, and people actually oh, build... People actually build, uh, like, home-built firearms to get the money... And these firearms would never, ever work, uh, but they qualify under the program's, you know, uh, specifications, so they still are entitled to the money. So people, you know, go and just get the money and turn in completely useless, uh, you know, firearms that aren't really firearms. So those things really never work. And uh, you know what? If you have firearms and you want to get rid of them, just get rid of them. Like, you don't need a government program to do it. Like, if you're that opposed to firearms and you have them, just get rid of them. Like that's sure. that's on you. It's not on me. You know. Right, and everybody, like I say, everybody's living situation is different. And I've lived in major city areas, as you know, and I've lived in 
a variety of uh, rural areas. And uh, you know, when I when I when I used to hike in the Badlands, I would carry a pistol because there were mountain lions in the area, and I wanted to at least give myself a chance to survive a mountain lion. You know, not that I would. I'd pro- probably a fantasy to think that I would survive a mountain lion attack, but. Well, I just wanted to know, scientifically, you know? <laughs> scientifically, mountain lions attack women and children, and they don't attack men. Sure. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> so, you know, but that's uh, that's a thing, too. Like, if your wife or your female friend is hiking somewhere in mountain lion country, uh, they need to be aware that mountain lions have no qualms about going after a child or, or a woman. Um, and that's based solely on evolutionary. They go for the smaller frame and they very rarely attack men. Uh, they, you know, there, there's been instances where they have, but, uh, you know, I, I remember because we went out to the redwoods and that's mountain lion country and, um, everything they said out there was they will mostly target women and children. Sure. But yeah, so like I say, I don't understand why the licensing, a serious licensing program is not the solution. And it's not that hard. If a, if a dumb redneck like me can think of a plan that would function for everyone, then I don't see how government officials uh, can't see it. And I think that they do, but it's in their interest to not, because then they can sell it to the voters. That well, we're and you've got... Or- we're going to protect your gun rights or whatever, you know. Yeah. And you've got the Second Amendment that says, you know, the right to to own firearms should not be infringed. I don't know that licensing. For the I don't purpose know. of a well-regulated militia, right? Yeah. And but the but what, system would qualify but, under well-regulated. Yes, it would. It would qualify. And I, and I don't think a licensing system would infringe on anything because, um, you know, we have to be licensed for all sorts of things that should just be, you know, like you know, quote unquote, natural God-given rights anyway, like fishing. Um, like you shouldn't have to have a license to fish. I just, I cannot stress. You have to have a license to fish a specific species of fish. <laughs> yes. And I'm just, I just want to yeah. point out that there is, there's nothing dumber than having a license to catch wet, slippery, slimy, scaly fuckers from the, from the water. Um, it's just stupid. Right. Um, so, I, you know, it's not, it's not that, but, you know, you need a license to hunt ducks. You need a license to hunt pheasants. You need a license to hunt white-tailed deer. You need a license to hunt bear, to hunt turkey. Like any species you want to hunt, you need a license for. Um, is it is it irresponsible to force people to, you have, to have, have a some... special license to trap them versus shoot them with a gun versus shoot them with a bow and arrow? You have to have a special license to shoot them with a bow. Yeah, and is there is there some any any semblance? Of any reasonable person who would say, I don't want somebody with a gun to be well-trained. Um, right. Well, and that's where um, the pistol shooting circles I used to run in, that was their solution. Because that was, you know, during the school shooter crazes then, you know. And all those pistol guys are super trained. You know, they're just shooting guns yeah. as a hobby. They're very trained. They know how the firearms work, for sure. And they definitely have to follow safety procedures. <laughs> I think where the militia thing gets confused is I, I don't think the founding fathers intended it as a supplement to the standing army. 
Um, I think the Founding Fathers intended it as um, people protecting themselves from the government. Right. Well, and they had more frontier there, so they more fundamentally well, and they understood more that they needed guns to protect themselves from wildlife, and they also yes. knew had slave uprisings, and they wanted people, they wanted basically you white mean, men to be able to posse up to put down black people. You mean enslaved I mean, people uprisings? Yeah, sl- yeah. In, uh, slave uprisings? <laughs> no, enslaved people uprisings. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. We learned about the wording last episode. (laughs) Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah. Horror words and all that. Yeah. Well, and like cattle rustlers, regardless of race. Okay. Like cattle rustlers. Yeah. Well, regardless of your race. And they also had, uh, you know, they were encroaching on Native American lands. And there's a lot of reasons to have an armed populace back in those days. And there still is today uh, if, if you're telling me you're still fighting off bears on your porch. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, we definitely are. My gr- <laughs> Even as far as we've come from pioneer days, we still have a lot of similar things because guess what? Nature doesn't change. No. And not if you live in it, especially because, uh, yeah, my uncle, he owns a, a 44 Colt Python from back yeah. in the eighties. Uh, one of the, one of the original ones. And that's okay. he shot that bear with, <laughs> he got it when he was, Working, I don't know what the hell he was doing, but he felt that he needed a Colt Python for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess instincts yeah, were right in his case, so. Right, yeah. I think that's the first thing he's ever shot with it, you know, 40 years later or whatever, but. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> well, I think, um, interestingly enough, we've had two radically different uh, gun solutions uh, here tonight. And I think both could yes. work hand in hand. I, I agree that they could work hand in hand. I think a lot of people are quick to assume that, uh, you know, uh, school shooters have some kind of mental component uh, to what they're doing. And I think that that's accurate. Um, I don't know that it would be necessarily diagnosable by a therapist. Um I think people are a lot different online where they don't think people know them than they are with a therapist, with somebody who might, you know, quote unquote, narc on them. Uh, so I think there's something to be said for kind of the algorithm. But I also think that there is something to be said also for licensing and just ensuring responsible uh, practices because uh, not just with firearms, but if you go to the store and you see, you know, children that are misbehaving in the store, in the grocery store, those aren't the parents you want teaching kids about responsible firearm use. You know what uh, I mean? No, no, you don't. Like there no, are don't. there are active parents, and there are completely disengaged parents who let you know uh, media and tablets and whatnot raise their kids, and that's not what personal responsibility is about, and that's not what parenting is about. Um, not to say that if you're an active parent, you're never going to have issues. But if you can't, if you can't have your kids understand what it is to behave out in public, you can't expect to teach them proper firearm etiquette. Right. And gosh, I, you know, it was obviously been years since I took firearm safety, but I want to say that was a month long to do that as a 11 year old or 12 year old. I was yeah, it was, I think it was like one night a week um, for a couple of weeks. 
Yeah, it was a while. I mean, it was a lot for an eleven-year-old to sit through. Yeah. Um, but I mean, and, you uh, never we shot anybody. Shotguns at the range. No. I mean, you, you never no, shot anybody. And I never shot anybody. That. And uh, but Alec Baldwin did. He shot someone. So right. Oh, maybe he should have taken well, firearm safety class. I think I think Alec Baldwin should be in jail. I think that well, him me too. and me that too. director and the lady. Well, he is three uh, of those people who are directly responsible for that incident. Yes, That's uh, but but he's but he's the executive so, producer, so he's the one ultimately responsible. No, he's the one that pulled the trigger. You know. Well, you that you too. That never, too. Never, never does somebody hand you a firearm and you don't check the chamber to make sure that it's yeah. empty. Ever. Nope. nope. Doesn't happen. And I, you know, unless like on a semi-automatic pistol, you can you know break that slide back and lock yeah. it open, and then you yeah. can see that the magazine isn't in it, and then close it. Yeah, now, but that's still a check. Sure, that's a safety check. That's still a check. Um, that's still a and check. And you know what? The people that don't check guns before they shoot them, those aren't the people that I hang out with, and those aren't the people that I go hunting <laughs> with, and those aren't the people that I go even to the range with. Uh, right. You pull that kind of shit around me, and that's it. We're done. Right. Well, it's like I've gone hunting with groups of guys for years, and there's one group that they've been hunting out of the same lodge for 40 years, and uh, they've never had a shooting. Imagine that. Not, never once. Yep. You know, and they're getting crazy blackout drunk. <laughs> yeah. And they've never had a shooting. <laughs> never had an accidental discharge. Never. Yeah. Never any of that. So, you know, I don't know what to tell people. <laughs> it's not that difficult to be safe with firearms. Uh, no. As long as you're making the effort to do so. Yes. So. Well, I am done with my cigar. And like I say. Oh, go on. I am also done. I'm also done. And it was great. I liked it. It, it was delightful. Um, I don't think I liked it more than the moon trance, but I could see how you could like it more than the moon trance if cherry flavor is your thing. If that's your jammy yes. jam. Uh, this one is the contender. Uh, the two best ones they make are Moontrance and the Cherry Bomb. Uh, Moontrance wins it out because I like vanilla a little bit more than I like cherry. I would say Moontrance wins out also. I just think that it's I think that it's lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's one of those things. It's just hard to beat. It's hard uh, to, to beat. keep the gun theme. It's like a it's like a Wingmaster, you know. Hard yeah. to beat a Wingmaster. Hard hard to beat a BPS. They're they're just uh, more than the sum of their parts, as they yep. say. Well, the moon trance is magical. Um, this one would be magical if I had a uh, bigger, bigger liking of, of cherry. I, I, you know, I like cherry just fine. I've got a couple of friends that are almost addicted to cherry flavor. Um, so if they were interested in cigars, I would give them this one. Um, and if you said, hey, you know, outside of the moon trance, which of the flavors do you like? I'd say cherry bomb. Moontrance, cherry bomb. I would definitely those are, recommend those it. are the two. It's worth giving it a giving it a, a smoke anyway. You know, the honey wasn't bad, uh, but it wasn't in the same realm as cherry bomb and uh, moontrance. I think moontrance edges it out uh, for the win all around. I think the tobacco that they use and the wrap that they use and the um, and everything is great. Uh, the cherry bomb, uh, really really good, uh, but the moontrance I think is the winner. Perfect. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, now you know all about the CAO flavors. So thank you for listening. Have a good day.